Welcome to Purpose and Productivity, a podcast made possible by the SkyPass Group of Companies and SkyLife Success. Join Krish Dunham, an author and speaker whose messaging has been described as the junction where God's ability and man's availability meet hope's accessibility. Greetings, world. Hope everyone is doing well. Thanks again for the ongoing comments that you post and the likes that you give. More importantly, thank you for joining us on this voyage of discovery through many different medium. Please check out our YouTube channel, which has many different messages and missives over there. Join us for our webinars as they become available. Continue to follow us on a lot of our social media platforms on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook and Instagram. I think that should uh, cover the gamut of things that I want to be involved in. I think five platforms is plenty. Which brings me to the thought I had this morning about whether what we do in this social world, in this so-called digital space, is indeed fashionable. Does it lead to folly? Does it give some kind of uh, excursion of frivolity? Is there any fact to our identity and our digital self? So fashion or folly? What is social media to you? How do you deal with it? How do you accomplish what you want within it? Does it come back to haunt you because of things you have said or done? Is there a digital version of you that seems to be more sanitized and pristine than the real version of you? And as some psychologists have said, studies are now concluding overwhelmingly that many people like their digital persona more than they like their real persona. And as a result of that, it's causing its own set of disturbances. And I would like to add, uh, maybe quite emphatically, that this is foolishness of the highest degree. One comedian some years ago put it this way. He says, the reason we call it a selfie is we have become so lazy that we cannot even spell narcissistic, leave alone trying to pronounce it, and I know that took me a while considering it's a tongue twister of a word. But is there a narcissist within every one of us, a degree to which we look at ourselves in a grander version than the reality of who we are with the God-given ability, the talent, and strength that comes as part of our created order? Granted, uh, I've been a proponent and an advocate of the self-help genre for going on 30 years. During this time, I've studied myself, the philosophy of origins, where does original thought come from, does thought have to cohere, does it have to correspond, as the apologetic angles have taken me, or purely the physical and the metaphysical to understand philosophy, is there a meaning to life, is there a telios in the sense that is there some kind of a goal, is there a purpose? While dealing with all these spectra of information, I have been an advocate that the human being, the human mind, the human condition is capable of rapidly changing itself by inculcating in it a series of ideas and concepts that can take it from where it wants to be to where it needs to be. I've had mentors in the goal-setting process who taught me about the importance of self-image as part of identity. They taught me the importance of goal-setting as part of destiny. 
And during all this process, a majority of what we accomplished in the late 80s and the early 90s and all through maybe the early 2000s was without this extra layer of social media. If we were lucky and we were some of the good ones or the more prominent ones, we had an audio reach. Some people had a television reach. Some people had a visual reach. But this concept of having access at your fingertips for everybody, expert or amateur, to have an opinion just about everything is quite new. It's quite recent. The number of platforms is increasing and our ability to want to participate in the number of platforms is actually decreasing. So the margins of effectiveness that a majority of people parade in are just that, a never-ending cycle of digital narcissism, a need to be involved. Uh, A classic case in point is uh, the world is bereft with tragedy. There is mayhem everywhere, and uh, every day when you switch on the news, it seems like an explosion rocks one part of the world, an upheaval rocks another part of the world, civil unrest in a third part of the world. Maybe there's an earthquake. Uh, the pictures and the imagery of famine, uh, the endless and never-ending problem of trafficking. And when you combine all of these, individuals uh, do not want to be spectators anymore because we are in a world that is inundated and uh, constantly wanting to indulge itself in this thing called incident syndrome. So if there's an explosion in Lebanon, it's very important to understand that the rest of the world will immediately put a Lebanese flag on their profile and say, praying for Lebanon. If there is a mass shooting in some nightclub in Florida, immediately we'll put something that has to do with the issue at hand, some flag, some meme, some frame, some kind of social presence that says, I want to be involved in this incident. Now, it's a fascinating journey to take because uh, recently I was overseas, actually, before this pandemic began, and I was in Southeast Asia, and I was reading a study, and it happened in the country of Malaysia. They said that a gentleman was watching people who of the younger generation trying to take pictures of themselves and then simultaneously posting it on all their platforms, and they were about 10 or 15 of this group of youngsters. He said they went through about 17 or 18 iterations of the same still, which means all of them lined up in the same way, all the cameras pointed in the same direction before everybody agreed on everybody else's post to the degree that nobody wanted an unflattering representation of themselves, not only on their media, but on anyone else's media. This desire to be sanitized and pristine, but at the end of the day, if there's heartache, the tears are never digital, they're real. But we have arrived at that point of absolute foolishness. There was a time uh, when I was growing up when if uh, you wanted to maintain a diary of some kind or uh, your siblings stole your private thoughts from you as you were in your adolescent years and decided that they would make them public, the worst they could do was pick up the phone and call someone else and say, hey, here's what my little brother is writing about you. So he could hinder the relationship that you wanted or the the experience you wanted to have with someone of the opposite sex uh, as part of a childhood crush or a fantasy. We are in very, those were, those were very innocent times because most of it was good-natured ribbing and good-natured teasing and because it was not constant and it was not immediate and it was not uh, inundated in every way, it passed very quickly till the next prank or the next little joke came about. 
But we are in some dire straits right now when I look at social media. Now, like I said at the very beginning of this message, I'm involved in just about every social platform there is that gives credence to my message. 99 plus percent of what I do, even if it is of a private nature, has some kind of a public message because that is the nature of my business. I want life and I want its meaning to always be canvassed. I want the goal, the end purpose, that there is an origin, there is a creator who made us to shine in just about everything I do. When I answer questions, I always answer it giving two schools of thought because I don't want to sound like I'm a know-it-all. By the same token, when I scour the social media platforms of some of the other people, they seem to have some very toxic opinions that is an immediate reaction to something out there that says, I needed to be included in this and I needed to be heard and I want my opinion to be heard. The problem with that is there is something called digital posterity that is coming back to haunt people where their character is called into question for an innocuous video clip that they may have posted five years ago, a seemingly innocent tweet that they gave seven years ago, or however long they have themselves been active. If you react to everything you see because you feel that you do not want to be a spectator and you want to be a participator, that is a good thing in one sense, but a horrible thing in another sense. Life is not a spectator sport. It always has been a participator sport. You can't win it if you're not in it. That said, you don't have to participate in every discussion that rattles your chain a little bit or uh, makes you a little uncomfortable. And the reason I say this quite vehemently is I have a lot of people who follow me who can go back and scour my posts and see if I have said a negative thing about somebody else on their post. It is not my nature. By the same token, I don't go looking to see how many people liked it or disliked it or shared it. Now, if someone posts something toxic that is counterintuitive to what I said, and the only reason they are saying it, and I'll cover that in a second, is to get a rise out of me, I either delete it or put it in some kind of a hide mode because I don't think they need to be canvassing their opinions to my base. Now, the reason I say that is I'm passionate about those who trust me, and I take that trust seriously. And the one thing that is dissolving at a quite a rapid pace is this trust of those that seem follow you or seemingly follow you. Recently, I was asked a question by a friend of mine saying, hey, I have a quote I want to post on social media just like you do. And this quote came from somebody in this particular region of the world. I really think it's quite accurate and it depicts everything. What do you think? I said, why did you ask my opinion? He said, I've gone back and looked at all the stuff you post and everything is consistent with who you are. I said, well, that's a good thing. He said, yeah, but the reason I'm asking this question is this person who had this quote subscribes to a different worldview than I believe, but I like the quote. I said, are you going to post the quote because you like what it says so you will be liked for having posted it? Or are you going to post something because you take a stand for who you are? I said, the first thing people are going to do is they're going to research who you posted and then they're immediately going to realize that you canvassed or you pandered to something you don't fundamentally believe in. There was a little bit of an argument there and the question arose saying, well, how, how are we going to create this litmus test? I said, that's very simple. Just same social media platform that allows you the ability to proclaim what you do is connected to a vast area of information where if you just plug in that person's name, you'll be able to get a little bit of history. 
See, the issue is not that you, you, pay, you post or you paste something nice. The issue is, is it consistent with who you are? Remember what I said when I began. If the pristine digital version of you is a much more favorable version of you because everybody on social media seems to have the nicest husband and wife, go to the best church there is on the planet, eat at the best restaurants when that was a luxury, everything they do about themselves on that digital platform is the best version of themselves. The vacation they take is the most awesome vacation. The pictures they post are only the ones of the nice parts of town that they visited. But the question is, where is the misery in the world if 50% of the marriages are ending in divorce and alcoholism is on the rise and uh, infidelity is on the rise and all of these other problems are taking place and church attendance is dwindling and all of the problems that we see in the world are also increasing and you go on social media and all you see is a pristine version then somewhere along the line, this is no longer fashionable. It is a folly. It is an excursion of fantasy that is going to create rapid and complete failure. Now, I, I've always been quite adamant about this for the very simple reason that I really panic quite a bit when I post stuff on for social media, because not because I'm afraid of what it will say or how it will be misconstrued or whether someone will be upset, I'm, I'm always afraid if I'm saying something in error that sometime down the road I may be caught in my own bluff. And let me explain that. The other day in the heat of movement, I made a message, uh, I recorded a message, it put, was put up on YouTube, everybody liked it. And then suddenly when I was on my way home, I usually listen to what I put out there and I was listening to myself and I realized that I had made a mistake and it was a very simple mistake. Instead of saying William Blake, I said William James. Now, William James, the founder or considered one of the founders of modern psychology and William Blake, the poet, are people I, I quote often in different contexts. Now, most people who know me know that I would not have done it deliberately. But what if someone picked that up and ran with it because I have X number of thousand people on one platform and X thousand on another platform and use that particular quote to galvanize the rest of my message? The wrong person would have gotten credit for it. But then some scholar out there would have said, why are you following this guy? He's a liar. He's actually contradicting himself because the source he credited is not valid. Now, great people who reach great heights of prominence have been accused of plagiarism, and we all are guilty of that to some degree because sometimes we say something and don't give the necessary credit. So I went back, and the first comment on all my feeds was, my earnest apologies in wanting to quote William Blake. I quoted William James. I quote both of them, but I am really sorry. That's all you can do. Now, there may still be a time where someone overlooks the apology because in your news feeds and all of the other stuff, the comments kind of dwindle out. Your original message is what is shared and shared again. And if you look at the last five months and the upheaval that societies have gone through, whether it was the riots that took place in the city of Minneapolis or the occupation of a zone in the city of Seattle or the ongoing 60 days of mayhem in Portland or whether it was on the other side with churches wanting to meet in spite of governmental orders or the government themselves clamping down on different medications. I had a lot of my friends run with each one because they were passionate about it. And very quickly they found out that, hey, you know what? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm debilitating myself because 
I'm suddenly finding myself totally vexed by my own participation. And many of my well-meaning friends suddenly come up with a post saying, I suddenly realize that I've been dragged into this mess and I need to extricate myself. So I'm going to go on a hiatus. And that in itself is saying that, hey, you know what? I posted something and I really feel bad about what I posted. So now I'm going to post that I'm going to take a break from posting. And as a result, I'm going on a hiatus. But during my hiatus, don't worry, I still care about you. And here are the other ways you can reach me. And I'm thinking to myself, how many people in this world wake up every morning wondering if someone else is still active on social media or not? If someone else still cares whether you prayed or put up a frame because they had a blast in Beirut, the answer is obviously none. There's a planet full of people and the planet has its own problems and everybody has their own personal preference. So today, as you look at your own profile, first, I would encourage you before you post anything today, go back and see your last 15 and see if they've been consistent. Did you participate in it because it was part of your job like I do? And if so, will it affect your job if someone evaluates your profile? A young lady has uh, got a job in a pizza parlor in one town, and she didn't like the job, but she needed the job. So she goes back on social media and says, I hate this place. The people there are awful, but I'm going to start working there because it is necessity. And she got a call immediately from the person who just hired her 45 minutes ago and saying, obviously, you don't like us. You don't need to start Monday. She didn't imagine for a second that at her age, someone somewhat much older than her would actually go on social media. Friends, this is the number one place where people go to find out dirt on other people. This is the number one place where people go to spread dirt on other people. But this is also the number one place that is called into evidentiary exhibits when there is issue of property or there is issue of divorce between couples or between families. People, your thoughts do matter. The importance of your thoughts can change the face of folks and give them an incredible amount of hope. A little bit of sarcasm never hurt anybody. A little bit of tongue-in-cheek never hurt anybody. But anytime you make those comments, anytime you participate in that, just ask yourself a simple question. Is this a real representation of you? Do you like your digital persona better than you like your real persona? And if the answer to either one of them does not give you the confidence necessary, hold off. In fact, do one thing better. Before I post something, I'll send it to other people. I have other people design some of the things I send, and I ask them for their opinion on it, saying, did this make sense? And can you add something if there's a different demographic? It's important. You may not want people to give you feedback on your thought, but like any good writer will tell you, nothing you put out there should go without a good editor. So this week or this month, or this day, as you try to be footloose and fancy in this so-called fashionable world of social media, ask yourself, do you want to commit the follies that'll come back to haunt you? Or do you want to just do the right thing, get a good editor and say, you know what, I want my social self to be a true representation of my real self. Until next time, God bless. That concludes another episode of Purpose and Productivity with Chris Dunham, brought to you by Skylife Success. Please subscribe, rate, and visit us on the web at chrisdunham.com and skylifesuccess.com, where you can find our social media links and access to additional resources. Till next time, happy learning and happy living.